This is the Hall of Fame version of the Behind the Mic podcasts. Cooperstown, that's in the news this week with Red Sox DH, Big Poppy, David Ortiz getting in, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, not. That's what we'll discuss amongst more of my Hall of Fame ties on another episode of Behind the Mic. You catch me on Twitter. My personal is at the Radio Mike. I have Behind the Mic as well, Twitter page, and the Facebook page. Just search Behind the Mic. If you know, let me, I'm on the internet right now. If I just go Behind the Mic podcast, you can hear me. T- it's pretty easy. It comes up everywhere. Instagram, Facebook. I put this on Facebook a couple of weeks ago that my out-of-the-box Super Bowl pick was San Francisco and Buffalo. I, I love the 49ers because of the way they played uh, both lines. But let's get away from football. By the way, let, no, first of all, how about that game? Bills, Chiefs, unreal. You know, I think about what the Hall of Fame means to me. And I have one first amazing memory of the Hall of Fame. And that was being really young and my parents taking me. I remember them telling me, we're going to take you to the Baseball Hall of Fame. And not only did they take me, my favorite player was getting inducted. I loved Dale Murphy growing up because I was watching Braves games before I had cable. My grandparents on my mom's side had cable. And this will be a later episode. That's a big influence how I got into broadcasting. And I would watch Braves games on WTBS, and I started to fall in love with uh, that team, and I love Dale Murphy. He got inducted. They played. He didn't get inducted, excuse me. He was playing for the Braves in that Hall of Fame game. We went to that, and it was about 1,000 degrees. I remember that like it was yesterday. And then a second time I went there was in 2001. I was working for the Utica Blue Sox. Short season, Marlins affiliate. I was working for a radio station, and I had this idea. We played a game that night. Utica was home against Staten Island with a, um, I don't know what, what time the game started. I think 6.30 is when the game started. But during the day, there was a game at Double Day Field. 92 degrees. I've got my scorebook. Why do I know that? I broadcasted that game, and I have pictures of it. I'm looking at the the scorebook right now. It's pretty amazing. And guess how I did it? I asked Jeff Idelson. I went down and met with him. I told him what I wanted to do. We were on a, a sports station. He gave me the rights and said, yeah. And I broadcasted the game with a area legend in, in the Utica area, Ed O'Brien. Him and I called the game. Milwaukee and Florida. Listen to some of the names on the Marlins team. Luis Castillo, Alex Gonzalez, Adrian Gonzalez. Guess who came off the bench at 20 years old and homered in the ninth? Miguel Cabrera. Millar played in this game. Andy Fox, who I later met. Mike Redman. Uh, Denny Batista pitched. He was uh, Pedro Martinez's cousin, who still is. Brewers had Devon White, Ronnie Belliard, Jeremy Burnitz, Richie Sexton, Mike Sweeney. These guys all played. Uh, it was incredible. I broadcasted that game 
Got there about 6 o'clock. I think the game was at 11 or 12. Drove and did a game that night. And um, it was incredible. Just an incredible, incredible day. August 6, 2001. And um, my third memory of Cooperstown was when I was in Portland, the Eastern League meetings were there. We had, um, it was really a central location for all the teams. And I played golf on that golf course uh, in Cooperstown, which is amazing. I met a lot of cool people. I had a lot of fun. And now, everything that's going on. I think it's very interesting where we are socially in this country. I do want to throw out, I, I see both sides of this, but one thing I do want to throw out about bonds, it seems like a lot of people are for bonds now where I can remember people hating this guy. And why did they hate him? Because there was a time where I think people thought only one guy was doing steroids. They were pretty stupid. Overwhelmingly amount of people, players, but but a lot of just regular casual fans are really for him getting in. And it seems like they've kind of changed their thoughts on Bonds, Clemens, and, and, and really all the guys that are connected with that. And does David Ortiz have a connection to that? Yeah, but he never failed a test. We don't know the extent of it. Bonds was involved a lot more than Ortiz. And again, Ortiz never, you know, there was some rumors about it, but never failed the test. You could speculate all you want. but And, and now either did Bonds, we know that. But there's there's... You know, there's a little other stuff in there with Bonds. But I, I, I've been taken back by that. And, and you know why I think that has happened? I think it's happened because what seems bad in a generation changes, doesn't it? What was once awful, stealing candy, stealing a TV... To the point now, we're, we're in, a, in a really weird society where people have done some really bad things. Some of those things like steroids now don't seem as bad because the game has had some other problems. And it was exposed after how many guys really did it. But is there a lesson to be learned about this, whether it's right or wrong? My feeling about why Bond's really didn't get in was his attitude towards the writers and whether they're right or wrong for keeping him out because of the way he treated them. That's another topic. But I do think that Barry Bonds was very unprofessional at times. He was not nice to reporters. And that, again, is part of the ballot. We know that. Character. If Barry Bonds had the same personality and treated the media like David Ortiz, he is a shoo-in. So I think that's the bigger problem in something that's been overlooked. I think his attitude was not good. Is that right? Listen, again, that's that's a discussion. Um, the numbers are there, but I think that his constant annoyance with the reporters rubbed them thin, and they've, and they've held that against him. The other thing I, I don't like to switch, you know, you know, for the players a little bit more, I think, on this is that the Hall of Fame is now 
become about the writers, and it shouldn't. In, in defense to them, it shouldn't. But that's what it's become. That's what we're talking about. It should be about the players. It's Right now, it's not about the players. It's completely about them not voting bonds in. I don't like that. I think baseball needs to change it. They need to step in and say, listen, why are we making our game right now? We want guys in the Hall of Fame. You want the best players in for your game, to market your game. You can do a lot when guys make it. Now, the Hall of Fame is independent of Major League Baseball. I've always said uh, this will not go well with the Hall of Fame people. Major League Baseball should have their own Hall of Fame that they govern. Maybe that's a conflict of interest, but it'd be a good business, wouldn't it? If Ben Roethlisberger was on the ballot and baseball writers had to vote him in, he doesn't get in. That's a shame. I think that there needs to be rules put in place. If you never failed a drug test while you were playing, that can't count against you. Let's make rules going forward. But my overwhelmingly feeling about all of this is, and it's really annoying to go on Twitter and just see it be about the writer, the writer, and to pick on the writers too. And I think it's a little unfair to do that to them. They have every right to do that. That's part of the clause. There's an X factor clause. Now, how you handle yourself and all that. And maybe it's a good lesson. It's maybe not always a good thing to speak up. I, I'm a firm believer in that when it comes to your job and your business. Sometimes you have to shut up. You know, you have to play the game. You have to do things you don't like. That's what Tom Brady probably hates talking after games, but he's so good at it and he treats people with respect. That's a good lesson to kids. How do you take a, a, a situation and turn it into a positive? That's what I always try to do. You have probably one of the best top five players in the history of the game, Barry Bonds, not in. And I still think more of it has to do with the way he handled himself. And that's a good lesson for kids that are down that, geez, I didn't get the best grades. I'm not as good as that other person at this or at that. I'm not the best artist. I'm not the best actor. I'm not the best broadcaster. I'm not the best player. You can control who you are. Well, you're not the best. There's always going to be someone better. But you know what? When it comes down to maybe someone's at the top of the chain and you're a couple notches below, but we're like the the boss is, is you know, or the interviewer. We really like that guy, though. We like having him around. He fits in with us. There's a lesson to be learned by that. You can control you and who you are and what you do. I do love people that speak their mind and that are honest. With, I'm very honest. But I know that in certain situations where it's not my saying... I'm not the boss. I'm part of a team. Sometimes you have to agree to do things you don't want to do. You can't always be rogue. And I think our country has become that. We're too free at times. There's, there's no ramifications anymore. You do whatever you want. 
and now you complain when you you're told to do something but there are ramifications of that there always is there's a lot of people in a lot of facets of jobs who are not participating in those anymore it's happening in hollywood a lot they don't want to deal with people who are pain in the asses so sit back and look at it from that view because I don't think the steroids is as big as idea as you, big of a factor as you think. If you're on top of the world right now in the profession, if you're listening, and you gotta have that personable side, you gotta be a good person. There's nothing in the world that can cost you more, and I think that's what happened with Bonds. I really believe that. You know, with Clemens. Clemens was always good with the media. You know, I just think there was probably way too you know too much suspicion around that. And people who are going, well, it's not fair, it's a popularity contest. Well, play the popularity contest. Right? The most home runs in the history of the game is not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, the guy, regardless of what he did, no one could do what Bonds did. No one can teach hitting and play discipline in getting one or two pitches a game to hit and hitting at 500 feet. The things he did is is unbelievable, but he's not in. And that is it. I'm out. That's the Hall of Fame version of Behind the Mic. You guys are great that support the channel and like it and give good ratings. We're getting a lot of those. Five-star ratings. You're a five-star listener. I'm out of here. Have a good one. 14 minutes this podcast. Peace and love.